With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Final Word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez. Presented by Weatherman Insurance. 10.01 on a blustery spring afternoon. Yes, it is still spring. Baseball season still young, but a little bit disappointing as of late. Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez, the final word back in town. Two hours, Colorado's number one weekend show. And good morning to you, El Guapo. Good How are morning, you? Good morning, Joey. How are you? Well, I think I'm in a better mood than are you. You, you are, had to are endure. You call, are you calling this a blustery day? It's a blustery day. Cloudy everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not really this, not quite the sunshiny well, type thing. Link, on 9th and Lincoln. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's yeah, cloudy. But, you know, the, the sad part of it is, Alex, it's blustery for your Colorado Rockies. Uh, uh, you were at the game last night and yes. just a complete blowout. Uh, the Rockies crushed 12-4 by, uh, let's face it, the rival that's always, you know, kind of been the the guys who have the Rockies number, the Dodgers, the hated Dodgers. And I think if the Rockies have a rival, Alex, it's the Dodgers is because it, we never you, beat them. Do you think so? Because we never beat them. It, it seemed like last night the uh, the crowd at Coors Field was a little more pro uh, Dodger than it was Rockies. You yeah, know, obviously. I mean, it's yeah. A lot of people out here from yeah, Cali. The bull, I mean, the, the bullpen, Joey. What's going on? Well, I mean, I mean, there is no bullpen right now. Yeah. What it is is the bullpen works for Conoco because they're all gas cans. I mean, you know, let's face yeah, it. Right. I mean, these guys have done nothing to help out, but let's face it, it starts with starting pitching and all the things that the Rockies have done right earlier in the year. And, you know, let's face it, I don't want to bury the Rockies. They're only a half game out. I mean, I mean they're, but they're ha- yeah, long right. season, but still. They I mean, were in first place last night, Joe. Yes. When I walked into Coors Field, they were in first right. place. And the they were in second place when you walked out of Coors Field because the Diamondbacks well, won. They've kind of righted those their those ship late a little. Games, those late games. Like right. Well, the Diamondbacks had one, too, and they won their game. They're in first place. The Dodgers and Giants both only two and a half games out. And the Padres, you know, the sickening Padres are sitting there only five and a half, six games out. It's anybody's ball game it's in the long, NL West. It's a long season. And the Rockies are not out of it. The sky's not falling. But, boy, you you can't win games giving up 12 runs, right? You can't. You can't. I mean, uh, the bullpen. Slow pitch softball, maybe. The bullpen. Maybe. Come on, uh, Bud Black. You got you to gotta straighten that out because what's happening in the bullpen is, is ridiculous. Well, Jacob, I mean, Jacob, what are your, your thoughts on last night's game? It was really bad. I mean, one, we've we've started to see a couple games now that the bullpen falls apart. And I, I really think it has to do with the, the loss of Adam Ottavino. You don't sure. really have that setup guy to get you to to those later later innings. So I think Adam Ottavino is a huge loss for the Rockies right now. Well, right. But, I mean, again, the starters only going, you know, short periods of time. I mean, you know, you got to dip into the bullpen a lot earlier. That's never a good recipe for any major league team. But, hey, the Rockies are not. That's what's great about having a four-team sports town. The Rockies certainly not the only story, Alex. You have a lot of talk that we'll be getting into with one of our NBA insiders, Zach Mikash, later in the day. The Nuggets 
Kenneth Fareed in the number 14 pick. Both certainly available. They're up for sale. Who might be buyers, uh, trade partners with the Nuggets? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't play much this last well, year. Well, absolutely, but that's why you're going to get rid of him. You're going to basically do a salary dump because there's negotiations about, coming up with Will Barton. Yep. There's negotiations coming up with Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money that the Nuggets are going to be investing in. And the way the luxury tax works, Alex, that if they dump Fareed, they only would be over by about eh, a very small amount, $15 million. Who's, who's taking that salary, though? Well, I mean, Kenneth Fareed is paid very modestly compared to how the salary cap is today. Sure. He's a guy that can help a lot of teams just because he was buried on Denver's bench. Let's not forget, you know, a couple of years ago, Kenneth Fareed was one of Denver's better players. So Mike Malone and him, you, you know, Mike, I know Mike, uh, Jacob, this isn't, this is public information. They don't get along very well. He's been buried on the bottom of the bench. You know, that signifies there's a problem between coach and player. If the yeah. guy never gets in game. Yeah. How about that NBA final though, Joe? Amazing. And game and one. What are your thoughts on JR? I, mean, I think Vince McMahon's commissioner of the NBA. <laughs> I mean, it's the JR WWE. Smith. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Like, you ever really. Well, thought, I, like, at the ever, rec center, when it doesn't matter, I mean, maybe after a few beers and I'm out there at the park well, you're not in playing a family ball after pickup a game. Beers, though. I'm just right. saying, like, he, he came out. I mean, well, I'm he, not sure if JR may have he had a couple Joe, beers. Joe, so he way. said, I don't know what the score is. Right. He didn't. And, you know, I mean, that's an embarrassment. With all due respect, we, I mean, look. J.R. Smith has hit some big shots for the Denver Nuggets. I've been in that arena, and you have too, where J.R. Smith has won games, and I've been screaming. He's a great talent, but he's always been a little bit of a, of a, a knucklehead. I mean, let's face it. He's always been, if anybody could forget that, and I would believe it, and you heard, his, you heard him mouth the words to LeBron yeah. when LeBron had that exasperated look. I forgot what the score was. He, he admitted it right there in front of everyone on national TV. He forgot what the score was. And then that reporter yeah. asking that question, that's classic. After the game, the reporter is sitting there saying, do you think he – and LeBron, of course, walks off stage. I mean, there's a responsibility. I mean, and, I mean, seriously, that's I, I frown upon that part. You know, we've been to tons of press conferences, Joey. And you got to know when. Hey, you can't walk you, off stage you, you, like that. But no, wait, maybe. Or is it, is maybe. the question? Are you, the question are you dogging the guy? Wrong. The question is wrong. Yeah. I mean, at the point, it's like, all right, how, how many times are we going to beat this? But we all down? wanted to know that. I mean, he just asked right. what everybody wanted yeah. to know. Hey, he'll get fined, whatever. It'll be like a. No, he doesn't care. Flick of a finger a on fine that. to him. I'm fine cares? to LeBron James. Point like is, you Joey, and I putting a dollar in a parking meter. Does LeBron legacy from this game. I mean, I think the well, series 51 is over. Points. I think the series is over. Okay? Well, I thought Golden right. State. I mean, let, no, hold I on. Well, let's hold on. First of all, for you to say the series is over, Golden State's a huge favorite. The series was I over before it. it even Vegas began. Lost her, but, you know what? On, well, on, well you know, maybe maybe points. they did. They did. But yeah. let me tell you this. Vegas is also going to win tons of money back for anybody who bet on the Cavaliers to win this series because Cleveland is not going to win. I mean, if 51 points is not enough from the best player in basketball and maybe the best player of all time, I think the one person who's winning on the Cavaliers, whether they win the series or not, is LeBron James. He single-handedly carried this team to the finals. He had 51 points. His, his team's a bunch of rec center guys, Alex. You could play on the Cavaliers no, right now. Yeah, you I could. Can. You could. Hey, hold on a second. What's, could what's, you call timeout or could you grab an offensive board and run down the court like you won well, the he, game? Well, you know what? I could. He grabbed the ball. Okay. Right. Uh, and didn't make no attempt to put the ball back I, in the I basket. Give, I would have given the ball to LeBron, obviously, right, right away. 
But at that point, I mean, you're right so close to the basket. Well, and where's Tyron Lue calling timeout? I mean, now, look, I don't just blame J.R. Let's say there were four and a half seconds left. Hold on. Four and a half seconds is a lot of time in the NBA. There are NBA games that it takes 10 minutes to get through the last 10 seconds of a game because of how timeouts and fouls work. So the bottom line is there's a way to extend that game. That's poor coaching by Tyron Lue. And I I think that was the key thing. Right. Poor coaching. You have the ability to go timeout. I get it. that's a but simple play. When and where's LeBron when your player, James' liability? When your player comes out, out LeBron and James takes too. it out, doesn't know what the score is. Well, that's first and foremost. It hurts your coaching philosophy. Right. I'm sorry, Joey. He's an idiot. Was, how he, does our lineup look like today, bud? Hey, it's amazing. Amazing. First of all, we'll start off with Colorado's best leadoff man, Todd Romero. We'll get his opinion on the NBA Finals. By the way, Nuggets, are they dangling the 14th pick in Kenneth Fareed? Many rumors out there. Are the Nuggets going to just di- just basically say, forget this draft? I think they should. They're not going to get an impact player that's going to make the team. You don't know that. I, I know that. I know that right now because that's the philosophy. What round was Nikola Jokic? Second. Well, they're going to keep their second round Jacob. picks. Alex, they have two second round it. picks. I, I get it. But, Jake, you know, Jacob, what, what round was second, he picked? Second, we know, we know. Round. Well, we all that. got that. Everybody knows that. All right, so you can't say the 14th pick, pick is not important. Well, Donovan Mitchell was the 13th pick. The yeah, we got rid of him. Made yeah. by the Nuggets, of yeah. course, who got rid of him. I know, I know. We never intended to draft him. Whatever. But anyway, the bottom line is. What would he look like right now on the Nuggets? Uh, well, the Nuggets would have made the playoffs. I guarantee you that. They would have who, 52 who, or who 53 be, wins. How, how would that comp, comp? Well, Will Barton wouldn't have got as many minutes, but sure. I'll trade that for. I mean, Will was a good player, but he's not Donovan Mitchell. No. Donovan Mitchell was a stud. Yeah. And. He would have fit in very well. We would have got rid of Moutier anyway. And we probably, I, to be honest with you, Donovan Mitchell would have made Moutier gone in the preseason because Donovan would have done the same thing. The only question is, Mike Malone doesn't like playing rookies. Would Donovan Mitchell have gotten the playing time here? That is a, is a fair I, question. I think at practice you would have noticed that. Uh, everybody the, seemed to. He was he was definitely the best rookie I've Either seen in way, some time. Either way, whatever. It is what it is. Hey, after Todd Romero, we have the privilege of being joined by Ed Henderson, our Major League yes. Baseball insider. The Rockies dropped to second place. Of course, once again, 12 half, runs half to the game. Dodgers. Half a game, Joe. Half a game. It's a long season. But obviously, 12 runs, you know, that's not going to work. And we'll yeah. talk to Ed. The bullpen. Should there be cause for concern or not? And is John Gray an uh, uh, ace? No. Well, of course I not. don't know. We'll see. I don't John Gray has not bit, pitched like an ace. He does have ace stuff, but he has not put it together yet. He has a lot of games, though, where he has won over seven innings and given up less than one or two runs. He's a great pitcher when he's on, but he hasn't been on enough. Yeah, After Ed Henderson, of course, Dr. Stano. What a great, great Stanley Cup final it's been so far. Very entertaining. Washington moves up 2-1. Will the Golden Knights respond? We'll talk to Dr. Stano about that. Also, what will the Avs do in the offseason? And finally, a couple great, great, great friends of the program. Zach Mikash will help us break down the NBA finals. We'll talk about LeBron's legacy. He is single-handedly moving up to me to be the greatest player of all time Not right in front of ours. Not when he plays with guys like J.R. Smith. Hey, man, Scottie Pippen but, never did but, that, Joe. Right, but it doesn't matter because it's all about LeBron. This is about becoming the okay, GOAT. Okay, I'll give There's you this. There's a change If LeBron the wins a series, Joe, he's the best ever, right? I will say this. I've given it to him right now. I think he has already finally surpassed him. Michael Jordan, to me, is the greatest athlete in my lifetime. I love Michael more than any other athlete. I got to give it to LeBron. What he's done now, I have never seen in my lifetime. He's taken a team of scrubs and made a competitive series out of four potential Hall of Famers, four certain Hall of Famers, 
on the Warriors versus LeBron and a team of scrubs, and LeBron's going to make it a series. Who's that fourth Hall of Famer for Golden State? Well, I think Klay Thompson, Durant. I think Draymond Green. No, no, not Draymond Green. I don't know. Draymond, when it's all said and done, you may think differently if he keeps winning championships. Draymond Green. I don't know. Steph Curry's a certain definite. All right, so give him three. I mean, who does LeBron have? Two for sure. Three, maybe four? No, Clay Thompson is definitely going to be a Hall of Fame player. I mean, the way— He won't be overshadowed by— Oh, no, no. I mean, everybody makes Basketball Hall of Fame. Just so you know, Draymond will be in there, too. Alex, you're not aware of it. The Basketball Hall of Fame is nothing like— Well, Matumbo just got in there. Right, yeah. The Basketball Hall of Fame is nothing like pro football. Uh, Anyway, and then, of course, we'll finish out with our good friend, Raz Gannat. He is in Las Vegas, of course. What more would you expect? Colorado's most eligible bachelor and Colorado's finest jeweler. We'll talk a little bit about the pieces he'll be bringing back for you to purchase from Gannat Jewelry Italian. is better is what he said. And that'll be it for the final word. Are you ready? Sit back, relax, grab a beer, grab your chick, grab your family, sit down around the radio and kick it for the next two hours. We got you covered. We'll be back with Todd Romero, Colorado's best leadoff man, when you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 1340 AM. 104.7 104.7 FM. Mile High Sports. The Final Word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez. Presented by the Weatherman Agency. Whoa, yeah! 1017, Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez back, final word in town. Hope you're enjoying this Sunday afternoon. We will get to Todd Romero from Altitude Sports and Entertainment in a minute. But first, have to tell you about Mosaic Roofing and Restoration. Our good betting, Matt Severy. A lot of hail in the area last yeah. week. I know uh, my car and my house got held on a couple times, and if sure. yours did, you never know what kind of damage that stuff did. Look, you need a professional to go up on your roof. Check it out. Get Matt at Mosaic Roofing and Restoration. Call him today, 720-323-3673. That's 720-323-3673. Alex, he has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and he's an expert in a lot. Yeah, 19 years of experience doing roofs. He's doing my dad's house this, uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, he's uh, insurance claims expert roofing, uh, seamless gutters, exterior painting, siding, Expert in skylights. That skylight he put in your garage, Joe, he was tight. Love it. Uh, Give him a call today at 720-323-3673 or send him an email at mosaicroofingco at gmail.com. That's Matt Severay with Mosaic Roofing. He's taking care of my dad, Joey. He took care of your family. And he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Absolutely. We are privileged at this time to be joined by Colorado's entertainer and broadcaster of the year, every year Colorado's journalist of the year as far as we're concerned, Todd Romero. From Altitude Sports Entertainment, you can catch him three to five nights a week. And, you know, it's it's a little bit more the offseason. You're doing a home improvement project. I mentioned Alex. You're kind of knee-deep in several projects. Before we get to anything, man, you're quite the renaissance, man. What, what's going on over there? Renaissance my backside, man. I just, <laughs> the, back, the wife just points to stuff and says, move, do this, do that. Nah, man, I just, we tore out the kitchen in the last couple of days. So I, did, I put 25 miles on my pedometer in the last two days, 20, walking, like, 
tearing stuff out, walking out the car, loading up, and then finding dumpsters in various places throughout the city to dump stuff illegally. Hey, I, you know that's only you, Toddy. I've done it. I've done it. We've I did. all I did. done it. It's a family hey, tradition. The way I look at it is I, I pay taxes at our school. That's right. I do, go. too. We yeah. all pay taxes. Hey, you know what I mean? real quick, man. I mean, let's start, of course, with the only team in season, the Colorado Rockies. And it's the same old story yesterday. You know, they give up 12 runs, same team that they just can never beat, the Dodgers. I mean, is this Groundhog Day? Why can the Rockies never seem to consistently beat the Dodgers? I, it just has been a bugaboo since the franchise started. Well, it's not only that. It's just that, <clears throat> I mean, I think generally you can say the Dodgers have had better pitching, but... The Rockies have been a good pitching team this year on the road, especially. The home's been a disaster. Hey, watch that. Make sure she's going to get out. Dog's out going nuts. <laughs> I'm going, don't let her out. Um, but, I mean, their pitching, for one, is a disaster um, at times. This year it's been good. I mean, their road record, I mean, this team needs to play on the road. And then it's a shame because they start getting the hitting coming around, and then the pitching kind of goes south. So, I mean, Obviously, there's a lot of baseball left, but the Dodgers are going to heat up. Um, I don't. I haven't figured this team out yet because, I mean, once you get past number five in the order, it's a very weak hitting baseball team. Um, you know, they're just going to have to have great pitching and timely hitting, and those are the two keys that are in baseball. And I don't know if it's the Dodgers have their number or what the deal is, but they certainly don't seem to win a lot of games that way. Yeah, you're right. Good morning, Toddy. How are you, buddy? Tired. I know you are. I, your wife's got Melinda's got you rock and rolling over the house. Look, I, I was at the Rocks game last night. Yes, the, the bullpen is a mess. Uh, Bud Black needs to figure this out. Uh, you know, needs to put the right pieces. But before you know, we're good. It's still early. The Rockies were in first place yesterday. Today they're half a game out. Here's the deal. Uh, I want to just real, uh, retweet a, a, a comment you made the other day, and we'll, we'll switch it over to the Broncos real quick. You, you mentioned and now you retweeted this. You said the Broncos ownership situation appears. That it could be a bit of a nightmare. It is a public exchange between the trust and one of Pat Bowen's children. In any indication, it may well, uh, very well be a long, bumpy road. Let's elaborate a lot, little bit because you're, you've been around the organization for over 25 years, uh, Toddy. What's going on with this situation? Is this, this, this Beth, uh, I mean, she's met all the requirements according to the trustees, but then they come back and say, no, you didn't. And then well, they said they let, they let her go. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Could this go to court? And it could, get, it could get pretty ugly, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it can. I mean, here the thing at the end of the day is, Alex, I mean, money cures a lot of ills. But, I mean, you look at Elway, perhaps Peyton Manning. I just don't know, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse because I don't have enough information about it. I don't think anybody does. I mean, Johnson had a tweet after that about, his, about the job that Joe Ellis is doing, and they have quite the confidence in him. Obviously, there's some issues with Pat Bowen's kids. Simply, because, I mean, John Bowen's been in trouble, so he, he's not going to get the franchise. He's been wanting to sell his minority stake. You've got Beth, that, and I don't know how it ended there, but apparently not on her terms when she worked for the Broncos. From the outside perspective, it looks like she has all the, checked all the boxes to run the football team. And to be honest with you, if it was, if it was my dad in this situation, I would probably be saying, hey, you know, and I think that's the toughest thing for the Bowling children. Let's let's be honest. To have three people that aren't related to your family making those decisions, but then the other part of it is there's probably a reason Pat did that. Um, but anytime it gets family involved, and you have three people that are not related to you telling you what to do and telling you what you can do and what you can't do. I think it's going to cause problems. I think this is a. I think the best case scenario for Joe Ellis, John Elway, and the Broncos 
is this thing gets put on hiatus, the NFL is okay with this. The NFL is not pressuring them to make a decision. That's the biggest key of this. If the NFL was giving them a timetable right now, you would see this bad boy elevate to levels, I think, that would be worrisome and dramatic very quick. Well, um, let's let's th- let's make one other statement here, and we're all human beings, right? There's a lot of money involved in this, oh, and and if I'm one of the kids, you got to figure this franchise is worth 2.5 billion. That was the estimate by Forbes magazine, and there's five kids. Look, we've all been part of an estate of trust. I mean, you, let, let's not pull any punches here. There's a lot of money. I might just say, give me my money. I don't well, want to own the Broncos. I don't want any part of it. Give me my cash. Sell the team. I, I got in a fight. We, my mom and her brother who I don't even speak with anymore, we're, we got a family fight about $90,000. Right, right. By the time the attorneys were done, it was fifteen each. Right, carving I mean, up, right. $15,000, man, it's just not worth it to me. That's the one thing I, my wife and I are going to have everything spelled out very, and it is already. I mean, if something happens, right. there is no argument. It is, this is what it is, and that's, that's right. what it is. And how many families have been destroyed by this? A lot. Did you put on this kind of money? Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And... I think the thing at the end of the day, though, I'm starting in the back of my I thought about this last night. I almost threw out a tweet, and I probably will today, is that what it does get me thinking about is, is this coming in now because is it nearing the end for Pat? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm starting to think about. And it just I thought to me for a moment, I, I think back to the 87 championship game and the drive or the 86 championship game, that 86-87 season uh, or 85-86 season, whatever it was with – Pat with his fur coat yes, down coat on the sideline saying, come on, Sammy. And, and it's yep. just, what a great owner he has been. And I, I want to make sure that before we transition into this fight or whatever the case that it may be, discussion, that people just take a moment to think about Pat Bolin and what he did for the Denver Broncos, you know, taking it from Edgar Kaiser and the level that he's held this football team up to. You know, we complain a lot as Bronco fans you know, we've had back-to-back losing seasons. It doesn't happen very often. And I think with Pat, we've barely had as many losing seasons as, as the Browns have made playoffs. I mean, it just – this has been a winning franchise. It's been one in tradition. It's been one of the winningest franchises. Pat's willing to take over, maybe the winningest. And it just – you've got to tip your cat and think about Pat. But the whole situation, I mean – Obviously, she went on the Beth went on the offensive to get this news out of what that she checks all the boxes, but it didn't take very long for the Broncos and the trust to kind of fire back. And I think it's always dangerous when you're going against uh, an owner's siblings. It, it's it's a very tough situation because you're going to be looked at the villain either way. And then people were already tweeting about it. Oh, gee, Joe and John are trying yep. to get themselves in a, a better position to buy the team. And you know what? That may be true. It could be. I mean, you know, that, that's speculated. Well, let's, I mean, Nikki Javala came out of the Athletic, uh, and she obviously talk, talked to Beth, and uh, she broke that story. And, you know, it's weird because you go down uh, the valley sometimes and, you know, you break these kind of stories. And Nikki Javala, I mean, she's a fantastic writer. But that was information. She didn't do anything wrong. She just did her job. And right. she reported what exactly is happening right now. In my opinion, Toddy, uh, Joe Ellis is the owner of the Denver Broncos right now. That's my opinion. There's, there's, I believe there's three people as part of the trustee that, that handles the uh, the review board or whatever right. how they do that. Right. right. Three. But yeah. And how would you like to be the how would you like to be Beth or one of the other children and have somebody else making your family's decisions? I wouldn't I, I wouldn't. I, would I wouldn't hate that. Exactly. We'd be going to court. And that's yep. what's gonna happen here. Right. This is destined to end up in court. Todd, what, I think it is. Todd, I think it is. They can sit there and say everything they want to say publicly about 
what kind of job. It doesn't matter if Joe Ellis is doing the best job possible. Right. He's it not, doesn't matter right. because he's not one of the kids. Unhappy. Right. He's not one. By the way, according to the doctrine I read, he's not eligible to be one of the owners. It's got to be one of the children yeah. first. No, that's and right. then that's everybody true. else follows behind the children. Well, and, and let's not forget Brittany Bolin, who's 28 years old, who was trying to bring the NFL draft to Denver. She does have her MBA and is working those, on her law that, degree. That's the child that people really. I, I think, think that's, that's who's the favorite to, to win this the, to win this job, right. to be honest with you. But don't think for a minute, though, Joe, that. The Bowling children can't be in a put situation where they have to sell either. They can, I mean, right? They, they can be so. Right, the yes, NFL can put it. that pressure on them to sell the team or make a decision on ownership. Right. And but let's see, the the best case scenario for the Broncos is is for the NFL to allow this to drag out as much as possible. But right. I mean, look how passionate it's got just in the last few minutes between wow. us, who, right. and we ain't got a nickel between the three right. of us. Exactly. Right. Think there, about these, there's think nothing about in what it for it us. But, but even Toddy, even if the uh, trust say, let's say, okay, let's say Beth, all right, you're right, Beth, you, you're, you're approved, you got it. The NFL still has to approve that ownership. All 32 other teams, 31 other teams have to well, say, right. yes, you're right. Like, well, a percentage, not all of them, a percentage. percentage? A, a, a yeah, waiting majority, okay. 75% is all. But okay. still, that's a lot of owners. Well, here's the other bigger issue I see with it. What if she does get okayed? But what if you're the other four children and you don't want her in charge? They're right. going to countersue her? Sure. So, I, I mean, before it even gets to the NFL, there's so many angles to this because what, what if you're one of those other four children? What if you're Beth and the youngest one bowling gets it and you're, and you're mad about it? Right. What are you going to do? Put a lawsuit in. You're going to delay it in court. You're going to help this thing drags out. Then the NFL will enter into this situation and say, get it straightened out, get this franchise sold. Right. And, and let me tell you, Joe Ellis and John Elway – they're not dumb, okay? John has repeatedly said he'd love to have a chance to own an NFL team. And you don't think Peyton was out there this Pey- week? I, Peyton I was, this, yeah. The timing of that's pretty funny. Coincidence, Right, huh? right. It's not a coincidence. And, and I think that this is the biggest detriment when you think of a Bronco run this year as far as Super Bowls and this future longevity of success. This ownership is automatically putting a cloud over any of that. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but I think this ownership situation is moving to the forefront as a major problem for the Denver Broncos. Hey, Toddy, we got to let you go. Thank you for everything. Yeah, Good luck work. on the you house, buddy. You got to let me go. I got to let you go. Tim Taylor, <laughs> hey, are you going to be? A, are you going to reenact Home Improvement? Maybe they can do a second version of it with you as the lead man. Yeah, you, look, you, you look pretty good in a tool belt, buddy. I all right, know, man. My wife just says tool. You got it, it, brother. You got yeah. it. Hey, the man, Todd Romero. Love this guy. Catch him on at, at Todd Romero TV, correct? That's right. On Twitter. That's right. Unbelievable follow. Make sure you check your, him out. He sits there in your living room. He's, right. he's always there, man. I wish my I wish my sisters and my I, wife would, I, so, you know, quit hey, watching the guy, I'll, man. I'll eat, my Cheerio, creepy. I'll eat my Cheerios at night, and I'll be yeah. watching the altitude. I'm like, oh, Toddy. He appears on my wall sometimes in a genie costume. Anyway, hey, man, oh, when we get of, back, another guy. I, I don't know if he's ever worn a genie costume, but he definitely knows Major League Baseball better than most. Ed Anderson joins the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez when you return on 1340 AM, 1047 FM. Mosaic Roofing, presented to you by MyLifeSports.com. Word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez, presented by the Weatherman Agency. K 
1035, Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez back at the final word. Thank you for making this Colorado's number one weekend show. Get out, enjoy the day with the family, sun peeking through the clouds. And even though we have the great Ed Henderson, I have to tell you about somebody greater, and that is Shannon Byerly, Colorado's number one realtor. That's our version of it. And you need to call her today because it'll soon be yours. She's helping me and my wife buy our new home. That should happen anytime very soon. She has painstakingly helped us through the process already. We'll get her in studio, Alex, very soon. More to come on that. For now, if you're buying or selling your home, what do you always say? It's the biggest decision you'll ever Most make, right? Most important decision you'll ever yeah, make. Financially right? it financially, yeah, financially it is. Financially, yeah. You need to go with somebody who knows the territory. Right. Call Shannon today at 303-919-2611. That's 303-919-2611. She'll help you out whether you're buying or selling. And Alex, tell everybody how to hit the website or send her an email. Yeah, just or you can go to her office. Beautiful Absolutely. Office at 141 Union Boulevard, Suite 200, Lakewood, Colorado, 80228. Give her a call today at 303-919-2611. Homegrown in Colorado. She knows the territory, Joey. She was part of the uh, Caldwell Bankers last year, their staff, and she's still with them. Uh, but she was last year she was 99 at uh, 99,000 agents. In, in Caldwell Bankers for the United States. She was, she was in the top, top 2%. 2%. Right. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. She knows what she's doing. Send her an email. That's a lot of ways. How we get a hold of her. Easiest way. She's, yeah, she's so busy. At, uh, yourfreshstartrealty at gmail.com or visit her beautiful website at yourfreshstartrealty.com. Shannon Byerly, you cannot go wrong. I mean, go with the best. If you're going to make this decision, Joe, go with the pro. Shannon hey, Byerly. Unbelievable. And obviously somebody we consider the best when it comes to covering the Major League Baseball circuit, it is Ed Henderson, scout for the Minnesota Twins, who is always up at Coors Field and does such a great job evaluating talent for the Twins. First of all, good morning to you, Ed. It is a little blustery, much like the Colorado Rockies play of late. <laughs> and the bullpen, it, once again, I think has been a little taxed. Uh, I, I'm not sure that the Dodgers are ever going to be beaten here at Coors Field. They, they, they by far, I think, are the most successful team. They seem to make this their home every time they come here, including their fan base. Is there a decided edge this year? Because the Dodgers are missing so many guys right now. I shudder to think that this is going to be a competitive race when some of these guys return. And good morning once again. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I think uh, the Dodgers have really figured out how to get the maximum results out of Coors Field. And uh, to your point, Joe, I think the uh, you know the team is missing uh, right now a couple of critical pieces in terms of Kershaw and Seager. Seager out for the season. Kershaw, that that's a mystery. I mean, the guy's on the DL, comes back, pitches five innings, and has to go back on the DL again. That's a shame. And and. Uh, you know, that back problem has plagued him before. Uh, so certainly that's something that uh, the Dodgers have got to be concerned about. I had a chance the other day to talk to uh, Kevin Kennedy and, and Rick Monday, two of the guys that uh, worked the Dodgers broadcast on the radio. And, you know, it was interesting because both of them, when I was talking with them at dinner Friday night, were, um, we were talking about the fact that you'd look at the teams in this division and how many of them are suffering now with uh, multiple quality, talented players being out of the lineup on the DL. And certainly the uh, Dodgers and Giants lead the pack, and yet they're both hanging in there right now. Both teams right on the cusp of, uh, of, of taking over the first place spot. And pretty amazing when you consider everything that they've gone through. And right now you look at the National League West, you know, there's five and a half games separating the top team from the bottom team. So 
it's a competitive division, but you're right, Joe. I wouldn't disagree with you one bit. The Dodgers, when they come in here, they've owned the Rockies so far in these first two games this year. Mr. Henderson, good morning, sir. It's been a while. How are you? I'm good, Alex. How are you? I enjoy your reports on the mornings when I'm driving in. Uh, KOA, you're all uh, over the thanks. place. You, you, you kill it. You, I mean, this is, to get it from you is, is a different story from getting it from Joe and I. I was at the game last night, my first Rockies game of the year, and I was really, you know, I was taken back. Man, what a what a beautiful park, ballpark we have. And, yes, sometimes people treat it as a novelty, like kind of like Red Rocks is. You go up there, yeah, I'm going to watch the show. It's not, you want to see the, the stadium. We actually have a pretty good product this year. And going into last night's game, we were in first place. Obviously, I woke up this morning, we're half the game out. But what does that say to the to where we're at now with, with the Rockies organization? I believe this is the 25th year. Last night they gave out towels, Joey, of the first 15,000 fans. It came out pretty cool to see that. You know, just it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty special season that we have going on right now, right, Ed? Yeah, I think so, Alex. I mean, uh, the Rockies, I think, are are doing a nice job of connecting with their, you know, the the tradition of of baseball in terms of you know honoring past players. They've they brought some guys back. Uh, last year we saw it in October when they brought back the the 2007 uh, National League Championship team and. And I think they're doing a nice job this year of honoring the legacy of the 25 years that they've uh, that they've been at, in uh, in existence. And you know, it's it's great to see it. And I think the fans respond nicely. There was a great crowd last night, complete sellout. I think it was 40, awesome. 47,000 people yep. there. Yep. Uh, a lot of them wearing Dodger blue. I might add. My dad. Uh, my dad included. Group. My dad included. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's mom uh, uh, made my dad an embroidered Ramirez on his Dodgers hat, so he was wearing last night. It was pretty cool. Anyways, you were saying Ed? Yeah, I think the uh, you know the team is just uh, you know it's it's a good ball club. I think that uh, you know to, to to break it down right now, I think the. Uh, uh, as Joe mentioned earlier, I think the bullpen is a, is a concern, and and you know people, there's a linkage between good starting pitching and the bullpen. If you if you have a starter that's only going to get you four to five innings uh, of work, uh, that ab- absolutely dictates that you're going to be tapping that bullpen in the fifth or sixth inning, which is a lot earlier than you want to see that. So the consequence to that obvious to everybody, right? You start using guys earlier in game. They're throwing more innings, throwing more pitches. They're being uh, asked to do more than they were originally scheduled to do or hoped to do, and uh, you wear that bullpen out earlier. And that's my fear right now because that bullpen has been uh, hit hard the last two games. Friday night, I think Rockies had six pitchers in. Uh, I don't remember how many they had in last night, but uh, you know the bullpen again being used and, and, and I might add being very ineffective last night. Well, the other thing is, you know, the games you score eight runs like Friday night, I mean, those are certain victories in most major league ballparks. I mean, I understand that Coors Field is kind of taking a step back. They may not even be the compared to what is it, uh, America, the, the park in Philadelphia and the park in Cincinnati. Both, I think, rank up there with Coors Field. It may have even surpassed it in home runs allowed. But let's face it, Coors Field is is a park uh, with a different strategy that you need. This looks like slow-pitch softball again, and th- this isn't going to work. I mean, 11 runs, then 12 runs. It's not just the bullpen. I think it's the staff overall. And let's face it, I mean, people that score, teams that score four runs or more in the major leagues probably win 85% of the time, but that that isn't the case. And that this pitching staff certainly concerns me, even the starters included. Yeah, I think, Joe, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, the... 
when you score the number of runs that the Rockies have scored at home the last couple of nights, <clears throat> quite honestly, they should win those games. And, um, you know, the reality is is that Dodgers come in here and just made a statement. I mean, uh, and, and as you pointed out, this is a Dodger team that is by no means at full strength yet, and they are not firing on all cylinders yet. And if that doesn't scare the heck out of any other team in the division, uh, the reality of that right now is that when this team does return to a, a position where they're relatively healthy and, and hitting on all cylinders, this is going to be a tough team to beat. And, uh, you know, they weren't the National League champions last year by accident. They, they earned that opportunity and uh, beat some good teams to get there. So I think that uh, the Rockies right now have got some concerns. And I Friday night I had a conversation after the game with a couple of the players, I talked to Chris Iannetta, Tony Walters, both, and I asked them, I said, guys, do you feel like right now this is a situation where, you know, the, the team is just not performing well because of where they're located, that the pitchers are not performing well because they're not properly locating their pitches? Is it, is it an issue there or is it fatigue? And uh, it, it really comes down, guys, to execution. I mean, the, the pitchers, the starters, and the bullpen, those guys realize I've got to go out and execute a pitch. And last night what I noticed was, you know, they were throwing a lot of strikes, but too many of them were right over the middle of the plate or right in the hitting zone. And a good major league hitter is going to make you pay for that, and the Dodgers did. Yeah, you're right. Here's my last one for me. Uh, Who rules harder, the Cubs fans, Dodgers fans, or Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Oh, man. Seriously, I want to put you on record right now. uh, (laughs) Tweet this out. I'm going to have to disqualify myself from the Pittsburgh Steelers fans because I've never been around them. Uh, okay. I've heard them on TV, and they're a pretty loud bunch. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. But I'll tell you what. Um, I think I'm going to throw a couple other teams in the mix there, Alex. Okay. Red Sox fans and Yankees yep. fans, both. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't exclude them. And I, I tell you what, uh, and I, I haven't been happy hearing it, but there's a hell of a lot of Dodger fans showing up at Coors Field yes, there was. Friday and Saturday night. And uh, I looked out there in the seventh inning when uh, – when uh, a lot of the fans were starting to disappear. They weren't Dodgers fans. They were sticking. They knew what was coming. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think it, it's great to see that, even though it can be frustrating when you're playing at home and you've got get, almost getting shouted down by the opposing team's fans. But the fact of the matter is it's good for baseball. And uh, the reality is right now, guys, this is going to be a competitive race. I hope the Rockies can stay in it. I think that before this season is over, you could conceivably have four teams in that National League West. I'm leaving the Padres out of the equation for right now. That may change, but I will tell you right now, I could see any one of four teams winning this division. And uh, I hope that Colorado is able to right the ship, get this pitching figured out, get some consistencies from the starters, have those guys going deeper into the game, and have that bullpen get a little bit more rested because, guys, we're going to need them when we turn to the really hot months of summer in July and August. If that bullpen's tapped, that's going to be a problem. Hey, about two minutes to go and a segment around the major leagues right now. Give me some players that you think are early candidates for the most valuable player award as we get get ready to sign. That's off. early, Joey. Hey, hey, there's, there's, no, not wow. really. We gotta, I mean, you're a third gotta, of the season get it in before the sweeps, right? Yeah, I think. Third, hey, man, you know what? I think we're a third of the season in. I think we've had right, some definite right. indicators. There's some guys off to some amazing starts right now. Yeah, I think looking around baseball right now, I'm going to start with the Red Sox. I think they've got a couple of guys on there. Mookie Betts is at he's on the DL right now, but he's uh, he, he's had a wonderful start to this year. Uh, I think that uh, here in Colorado, I mean, uh, I would say Nolan Arenado again. 
I mean, uh, he's a guy that I think is going to be in the most valuable player conversation uh, almost every year. Um, and, and I just hope that almost every year is going to be in a Rockies uniform two or three years down the road. I, I, that, that's what I want to see. But I think around the league, I mean, you, you know, there's a, the reliever up in uh, uh, Milwaukee has been outstanding. I think he's, uh, he's done a wonderful job. There's been um, a couple of guys on the Dodgers. I mean, you look at, uh, you look at the way Puig has been playing and, and what he's given in this last couple of games here. Um, you know, I, I, those are the guys that come immediately to mind because I've, I've seen them. Um, obviously, uh, Judge and, and Stanton with the Yankees are putting up some good numbers. Um, I think they need probably a little bit of pitching help, but uh, I'll tell you what, guys, there's some there's some players around baseball right now that uh, are, are Mike Trout, my God. I mean, look what he's done, you know, the home run pace he's on right now. So um, pretty remarkable. And so there's a few that I, I think could be in the conversation for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, it's shaping up to be one of those seasons in Major League Baseball, and I sure hope the Rockies are part of it. We always love hearing from you when the Rockies are relevant, and and right now they are a half game. You know that that's a sneeze away. They're they're one five game winning streak. You know from from being very relevant again, and and everybody having their confidence. But it, it does start with starting pitching, as you know, and I think that's where that's where it all begins today. I mean, momentum is the next day's starting pitcher. I forget who says that, who said that, but it's a. Do you, do you remember who said that? Momentum is ne- is tomorrow's starting pitcher. I don't remember it. But yeah. it's a great comment. Yeah, it's and, great. Uh, it's good, Joe. Yep. It's fair. It's one fair. One thing, guys, too, to keep in mind, tomorrow's the uh, start, the three days of the Major League Draft that get underway tomorrow. Oh, yes. The Rockies God. have the number 22 pick. Um, it, you know, again, guys, it's going to be important. Last year they had to give up that pick, that first-round pick to the Texas Rangers as part of that Ian Desmond uh, uh, deal. And uh, they, they're going to need that 22 pick this year to, to be something special. Um I've been looking at the draft, looking at the players available. I can tell you that there's some good talent out there. I hope some of it's going to be around in a position to help the Rockies when they draft at number 22. But um, important, guys, for teams when they make these uh, draft decisions to get the right players because, uh, you know, it, it, that, that is the future lifeline of your team. And if, if they draft well, it speaks well for the, the prospects of the, the team down the road. If they fail, if they miss on a couple of those, that can be a disaster, and you pay for it for years. Is Ian Desmond a disaster? Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, you know, he a lot uh, of money right there, right? A lot of money, first round draft pick, and no results so far. I mean, at times I think he's starting to heat up and do some good things, but uh, unfortunately, there's no consistency to it, and he's uh, he's still well under 200 and in, uh, in his batting average, unacceptable. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we have made you our, we did make you our Colorado analyst of the year for 2017. And we actually have a, an award ceremony and appreciation night out at the Villa on June 23rd. Alex will get you the information on that. We're doing a big invite on that tomorrow. We hope you can attend because we, we plan on kind of formally presenting you with the award that night. If not, we'll make sure and, and meet up with you. But uh, just it check your calendar for the 23rd if you could join us. Uh, everything's on us, obviously. And it, it's going to be a great night, not only for you, but everybody who's been part of this journey over uh, going into our sixth season. I can't believe crazy, it. Crazy. Of, of radio, Alex and I are the second longest tenured program in Denver radio in the sports radio market right now behind the drive. So, well, guys, I got to tell you. you first of all, and this is totally sincere here. It, it was an honor with all the quality people you have on your show, week in and week out, um, 
to, to be recognized as your analyst of the year last year, and I, I sincerely appreciate that, and thank you very much. And if I can come on the 23rd to get that, I certainly would love to. That's going to be great. Hey, love you and your family. Hope everybody's great. We'll see you out there. Uh, I'll be out there towards the uh, end of July for the second part of this hopefully uh, competitive season for your Colorado Rockies. And thank you again for uh, this morning. Thanks Before a lot. Before I go, Joe and Alex, one last thing. Okay. We failed to mention Laquita. Oh, hey, the streak has been broken. This is not presented the to you by Laquita. The streak has been hotels. broken. I tried to intentionally do it to I was, maybe change I, you the know Rockies' what? I, was gonna, I took a different approach today. Right. I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to mention it's, it, Joey. We, we really, we, we were cognizant of it. That we we're got like, to hey, get a sponsor we do. for this. I think we need you to get Laquita involved. Laquita's can you give us your Phoenix connection? If you can, if you can give us the lady's name you complained to. Yeah, what a spring training down there. Yeah, happy to. I, I I could be the spokesman for them. I'm sure you guys would love to have me do yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. It would be better than anything we could come up with scripted. Hey, oh, buddy, man. you take care today. Woo. Enjoy the ballpark today. Hopefully your Rockies win. That was Ed Anderson. Yep. You can catch him on KOA. Catch him on two or three different programs if you're lucky. And we're very fortunate every time we get to have him on the final word. When we get back, another guy who knows the sports world inside and out. Dr. Stano, he's in the igloo. We have a doctor? We do. A doctor is in the house. It's Dr. Stano. He's going to tell you, are the Washington Capitals or the Las Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Stanley Cup? Let's go, Vegas. I'm in Vegas's corner. We'll see where Stano resides. Washington up 2-1. Dr. Stano joins us next on The Final Word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 1340 AM, 104.7 FM. Presented to you by Shannon Byerly Real Estate. Shannon Byerly, Caldwell Bankers. The Final Word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez presented by the Weatherman Agency. 10.57 on a crazy spring day here in the Mile High City. Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez back at the final word. We will get to Dr. Stano and who's going to win the Stanley Cup next. But first, have to tell you about Alex and I's new favorite restaurant, the Villa in Palmer Lake. Alex, what a beautiful venue to go have dinner. Yeah, it's great. I mean, 130-year-old building. It's a little haunted. You get past that fact. It's a lot haunted. A lot haunted. Anyway, I mean, Chef Ramos, what, 230-pound man, and he dropped some food and ran. Like, you know, he said a screaming it little girl. Be, I believe uh, it used to be his a, analogy. Uh, back in, like, the 1800s, it was right. like a brothel or something. Right. It, it gets kind of wild. A lot of, but, ga- a lot of gambling. Hey, I will say this. <laughs> amazing what they've turned it into today, yes, which is a first-class restaurant. That's right. They specialize in Italian cuisine, but they can make anything. Rustic Italian and cuisine. And it is amazing. Amazing, yes, the sir. atmosphere. You go out back, you have a huge backyard stage, live music out there. Mm. Uh, you can check out their Facebook page. Yeah. You can also check them out on Instagram. Yep. Make sure that you get down. It's one, uh, Here's the, here's the uh, 75 Colorado 105 Palmer Lake, Colorado. You can call them up, 719-481-2222 for reservations. And, Alex, we have a huge event coming up there June 23rd. June 23rd at the Villa. We are doing uh, the final word of uh, appreciation to all our fans, our, 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 Insiders, our listeners, friends, family. our friends and family, our sponsors, everybody we're going to be doing out there. Food, meals will be on us. We're going to have a live band, Joey. Amazing. Fantastic time. 
Uh, yeah, big chef uh, Anthony Ramos down there. He'll be thrown uh, down. Yeah, uh, you know what? What do you prefer to go down there? How, on I twenty five, do you take the uh, the side? Well, if you're in a hurry, you go on I twenty five. But if you want the scenic route, it's the best drive in Denver, right oh, down one hundred five, oh right it's, into the it's place. It's incredible, Joey. It's, it's yeah. give him a Very call today. Scenic. You know, and if you mention the final word between now and what you know the next year, uh, as you go get your uh, your tap for dinner, lunch, whatever you do. Uh, mention the funnel where you get a free cocktail, whether that be a margarita or a cup of coffee. What well, cup of coffee? I think it's free. Yeah, I but, believe it. I believe he's yeah. talking about a soda, or, or you can also get a, a cocktail, co- a beer, the exquisite right. wine list they have there, or you get a dessert. Just right. mention the final word, and uh, the chef Anthony Ramos will present that to you. Yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, our good friend Matt Beck, he'll be joining us in studio here at some point, calling yeah. in here. Uh, in the next week or two, we hope all of you will be able to look for it on our Facebook page. Yep. We'll be doing an invite out there huge, for all of our friends, family, party, and insider. Alex, we're going into our sixth season. Unbelievable. That's crazy, Joe. Hey, uh, a guy who's been a huge part of our success as well, and we hope he's down there uh, on the 23rd Since as well. Since day one. Since day one. Dr. Stano, Tim Stanovich, Literally our buddy one. and our NHL insider. And Dr. Stano, first of all, Thank you for the amazing coverage of the NHL over the last five and a half years. Uh, you're, you're a staple on the program, and I think, in my opinion, probably the best voice of hockey on Colorado radio right now. You, you've you done... He doesn't have uh, Aaron Melrose's hair, though. Uh, yeah, I think his hair's better than Melrose. Think so? I think so. Well, I think I mean, I'll take Stano's hair over Melrose. You just haven't seen him in a perm yet. Yeah, I have. <laughs> anyway, Stano, thanks for joining us. And, you know, the NHL, I don't think, could have asked for a better matchup than what they got this year in the, in the Golden Knights, who've been you know, since the city shooting kind of a national story. And and then, of course, a team that's been snake bit so many times in the Capitals, a team that's been a bridesmaid but never a bride. And, you know, here they are on the cusp of winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, your thoughts on the first three games? I thought it's been very entertaining. I thought the NHL series has been everything people expected. Right. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's, it has been very exciting. It's been a good series. Two evenly matched teams at you know, really match up well against each other. Uh, you know, outside of that first go- first game, six to four in Vegas. You know, it's been really tight. It's been you know three two and three one. Uh, very tight checking game. You know, it's it it's going to boil down to, and it has boiled down to the first over the first three games. You know, who blinks first? Who makes that mistake? We saw Holtby make the mistake last night and turn it over that led to a goal. But uh, you know, goaltending is 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 outstanding in this game in this series and there's a lot of there's a lot of subtexts and subplots going on so there's there's a lot to see and and i think it's good for the nhl to have these evenly matched you know series i i think it might go seven you know at least it's gonna at least go five so you know guys it's 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 good for the nhl and it's good for sports in general and it's great for the city of of uh las vegas as well yeah, you're right. Good morning, Doctor. Uh, you know, we've talked about how the infusion of sports is really now impacting Nevada um, with with the Raiders yeah. coming in. They're building a stadium with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, another, another brand-new WNBA ba- basketball team. There's a lot of things that are trending. There's a lot of good things about Vegas sports. But let's not let's let our listeners not know that this is an expansion team. This wasn't like oh, – yeah. uh, I, I get it. Hang on, enjoy this wasn't a team. I mean, these are good players that they got an opportunity to take players from each team, and I think the NHL was on it, and they they were spot on on getting these this this team not like a. Gosh, I don't want to say they gave them a chance. They, they gave them a, a fair. They chance. gave them a strong chance. They're in the final show as an expansion team. That's incredible. Well, it's un- unprecedented. It's other than very one unprecedented. Other time. It's very unprecedented. And then I look at the other side with the Capitals. You're like, all right, Ovechkin, come on, we got to win one for him. His secure his legacy. You know, all this other stuff. 
I don't know. I like the Las Vegas Golden Knights to win this. Hopefully they, it happens. I don't know if you have you noticed the uh, uh, the New York, New York um, uh, statue of Statue of Liberty on the strip. Yeah, they they dressed yeah. it up with the Golden Knights jersey. It was awesome. Yeah. Your thoughts on this overall series and how far are the Colorado Avalanche away from even being in this position, man? Well, you know what? It, it, it is great for the city of Las Vegas, and it's great for the NHL to have a story like this to kind of draw attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's 13 million people watching each uh, NBA game this week. There's only, you know, 3.6 million people watching the NHL games. And part of that, part of that reason is because it's on some crazy, you know, the NBC channel that, you know, half the people. Joey, can I, can, I inter- can I interject with that real quick? That was, that was, it was on NBC, and then I believe it was a game two was American Ninja Warrior was on. Is that right? Am I, yeah. am I wrong about that? Yeah, you know, the rest Yeah, the, the, the rest of the games are going to be on regular NBC. So oh, my God. Everybody's going to get a chance to see it. So, you know, it's important that the NHL, you know, negotiate better agreements and, and get people to see their games. Uh, as as for, you know, you know, how, getting back to your point of how the, how the, uh, Vegas Knights were built. They were built as a team of, you know, obviously misfits, of people, you know, salary cap issues, you know, people with performance issues. But what they really did is they came together as a team and they became a team that was relentless, that they tried hard all the time. There wasn't any sort of, you know, there wasn't any eyes on the team. There's a bunch of wees. And everything that you need to have happened, you know, for an expansion team to succeed and, and to get to this point really has. They've played together. They've played within a system. They've, you know, they've got by on effort and grit and, and attitude throughout the whole season, and it's carrying through in the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to be enough for the Golden Knights, you know, because they're kind of outmatched, you know, with a little bit of star power and, and, and that. But you know what? It, it, the stars aligned for them, and they really came through and did exactly what they needed to do to get to this point. Well, as for the you know, as for the abs, you know, you know anything can happen. They can add a piece or two, and you know they they exceeded our our expectations last year. So you know why can't they do it this year? Well, a couple points to to answer. One to help you on Alex's point to kind of chime in on it. The Avalanche aren't that far away. I mean, the NHL is not like basketball. You know, a bunch of different teams have made the Stanley Cup final in the last 10 years. You could look at there's 20 teams possible. There was probably 13 or 14 different teams that have made it. You compare that to the NBA. It seems like it's, well, it's been Cavs Warriors four years in a row. I mean, it's always the same old teams in the NBA. I think that the key I need to ask you is not so much how far away they are, but with the right two moves, I could see the Avalanche being in this position as early as next year if everything fell perfectly. Yeah, right. It, it a lot of it boils down to injuries. Uh, the Avs had some problems last year with injuries to their goaltenders down the stretch. Right. They need a little bit more depth, and you know we're always complaining about their blue line. But you know, like you said, Joe, I mean they they could be right there next year, and it's and it's exciting to see a young team do this. It's not a the Avs aren't a team that have you know stockpiled a lot of big salaries and you know have all these. You know, prima donnas on their team. They're building the right way and they're building responsibility responsibly. So not only are they in a good place for this year and, and next year, but you know, next five six years is a great window for the ABS, and it's exciting to be part of it. Hey, Stano. First of all, man, unbelievable. We're not going to hold you to a prediction. We want to have you on next. Yeah, week. I want a prediction. No, 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 because the game's. Not, if, 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 I'd like to. Have I'm going to be in Mexico week. when this right, game's right, right. the series still goes. I, so I need to know where to put my money right. at. Okay, Alex. Alex, I'll make you a deal. Stano, 
For, I'll, 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 Alex, call I'll call you. I'll call you. But I'm letting you know, please. <laughs> it, we're, we're trying to get. It won't go to Father's Day, so we're trying to make sure we can get you on next week. I don't want a prediction. I want. It, hopefully, it'll still be a series by the end of. Uh, oh, how about we say this? Will you be on when you come on next week? Will be. Will there still be a series going on? Is that fair enough? Uh, yeah, there still will be a series. But here's okay. here's the 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 statistic that you got to think about, Nana guys. The winner of Game Three in Stanley Cups has won the Cup seventy-seven point eight percent of the time. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. So, That's you know, pretty good. The, the Vegas has got their backs against the wall. You know they can they can pull it off, but they got a lot of work ahead of them. Well, I'll tell you what, Stan. We thank you for all your work. Hopefully, you'll join us out there June twenty-third out at the Villa. You're a big part of our team, and big thank shout you for out everything. To Ryan. Man. Happy birthday, number twenty-five. I man. This last week, yes, right? your right. man. And our man over here. Ryan, it doesn't matter if you're 25. You're still going to get whipped next year. Fantasy, baby! 420's ever! Hey, we will talk to you next week, Stano. Thanks for everything. The man when it comes to the NHL, Dr. Tim Stanovich. It's a tight series. Stay tuned. You know, I think it'll go right down to the wire. When we get back, the NBA final is LeBron James, now the greatest of all time. Yes. We will now uh, hear that from Ryan Mikash from DenverStiffs.com. Or excuse me, Zach Zach Mikash. I'm so sorry, Zach. Zach Mikash from DenverStiffs.com. Hey, man, these guys are so good. They're almost like one and the same. They battle each other. All those dudes are cool. Hey, Zach Mikash joins the final word next from DenverStiffs.com when you return to 1340 AM, 104.70 FM. The Villa. My Life Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.